Economics in the Spirit present. How to be a success. Ordinary men living extraordinary lives. The podcast that explores the messy nuts and bolts behind people's success. Now here's your host, S.B. Cole, author of The Good Man, exploring economics and the spirit. I'm going to go on to the next section, which is the battlefield of the mind section. I'm going to ask you, can you tell me more about your journey? Because I know we're all watching TV and the news and everything like that. And they talk about what's happening with knife crime, etc. And I know that you were stabbed and you have a powerful testimony about that. But oftentimes they bring it back to the number of children that were excluded from school. So can you tell me about your journey now? in secondary school being excluded and what that led to? So, yeah, in terms of after getting excluded the first time from school in year nine. Could you tell um, me why you got excluded? It was a, it was a rap sheet <laughs> of things. I, I, I stole my deputy head teacher's wallet. I started a fire in my maths room. I was just generally rude and, you know, they couldn't control me. I, loads of different things. Loads of things. And all of these things, if I broke them down, you could see how it started from a small choice that, you know, I then multiplied over a period of months and, you know, then it became into something like that was huge and a massive outcome. It's called The Compound Effect. I don't know if you've read that book, but great book. Um, and so, yeah, you know, my, my mindset at the time, I guess I probably didn't understand why these things were happening because when you're going through the situation, you can't necessarily understand why you keep finding yourself in the same problem, why trouble keeps finding you. Um, you know, you, you're not really able to, I use the word overstand. You can't necessarily overstand the situation and see that you're the one in every single situation and you're the one making the choices. And as soon as you make the decision that you want to be different, um, you've got to then be consistent in that. So my mindset was probably very defeatist. It was probably, you know, I give up. I'm not really interested I keep getting in trouble anyway. It's not always, oh, it's not my fault, miss. All of these different things that were blaming other people and not really taking ownership of what I was doing. Um, whereas if, you know, now I kind of look back and I can see what I was doing and why I was doing those things. And I, I really just needed someone at an early intervention stage to come in and help me to do that self-reflection, I feel. When you got expelled, what did you do after that? After I got excluded, after I got expelled, I went to a pupil referral unit, um, essentially where they send all the kids that get kicked out of school. Um, but I and I went to school with kids that are unfortunately no longer with us, or they've become murderers, or you know, kingpins in our area, whatever the case may be. That was my class. But I think the teachers saw something different in me because I was polite. I was always doing my work. I was I would hang around with these boys, but I just had this different. Um, and so by the end of that academic year, I was back into another school. So you were back into mainstream by year 10? Yeah, by year 10, I was back in mainstream. So you got a chance for your GCSEs and all of that now. So how mm -hmm. did it go? Uh, I flopped them. I walked out of my GCSEs, didn't care about them. I mean, there's, 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 there's a lot that happened before that. I'll tell you a little bit of uh, the snapshot just so you can understand. So when I started in the new school, I had a new mindset. I was ready to, to be different. But then similar traits kind of started to creep in again, similar habits. Um, you want to survive because you've got, especially being a young black boy, 
in a, in a city London squad at the time. The area I was in was was kind of heavily Greek, and so um, there was like only a handful of 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 black and ethnic minority kids in that sense, and we basically tried to stick together in my year group and they weren't necessarily the best influences um, for me. And I guess I just started to assimilate and try and be like them, forgetting that I was on a second chance and, you know, that I had to come in and do something different. And so long and short of it, uh, you know, some of the behavior from my previous school had followed me. And then the final straw was there was a fight between my school and another school at our local train station and um, uh, basically, one of the boys that was in this group that I, hang ar- I hung around with, he said, oh, hold my bag for me, bro. Yeah, 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 no problem. Go and punch up this kid, whoever it was. And then he got arrested on site. And I was like, I'm not going to take his bag home. So I left it by the, the police van so he could get it when he, when he came out, basically. And on the Monday morning, this was on a Friday, on a Monday morning, I've gone back into school and my deputy teachers called me in and said, Amani, we're going to put you on early study leave because we saw you on Friday at this fight and the bag that you were holding in your hand on camera had weapons in it. And I didn't even know it had like saw, hammer, chisel, all these different things he'd taken from the DT lab. And basically I got kind of embroiled into this, um, this idea of, you know, taking weapons to this fight. And it just, it just threw me off. Not saying that, you know, I, I don't know how I would have done in my GCSEs if that had never happened, but, it just completely changed the way that I saw school. It wasn't fair. It was like, how are you going to kick me out? I wasn't allowed to go to my prom. Like all of these different things that just like rattled me. And I, I started to hang around with boys. It's when I first started to smoke weed and cigarettes and stuff. And I just remember walking into my GCSEs and just being like, this is long. Like, I don't I don't care. I walked out of my business exam. Now, I think I got, I think the best grade I got was a D in science. But other than that, I'm naturally smart. Like I, I used to love learning, but I just, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't apply myself, and and then the streets kind of sucked me in, and yeah, one thing led to another, basically. I have to say, what you're saying hurts my heart because I see it every day in my school. Uh-huh. You said after that, the streets kind of just sucked you in. What happened? So you just. I think the thing about the streets is that it's very attractive. Like when home is so like turbulent because of all the, the choices that you've made or different kind of outcomes of things that you've done, like this, no one judges you on, on the road. Like no one, no one says, Oh, how was school today? Oh, did you get a detent? Like everyone else there most of the time is in the same boat as you. So you find this like camaraderie with people that aren't always good influences. And you know, they always say the devil makes work for idle hands and we weren't doing anything. Well, most of our peers were at school. So I was going around with a couple of other boys that had been excluded because of the same fight. Um, and yeah, we, we, one of them smoked and he encouraged me to smoke. So I tried it. Then I kept smoking every day. Then we went from cigarettes to weed and then weed was like, okay, cool. And then it became, we're going to smoke weed every day. And then it was like one day, I think we went to a, another school because we were bored, just going to go and meet some friends from a school. And it was about five or six of us. And one of the boys said, oh, you should like, can't we rob someone? And I was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Because you're in a group of boys and people that you, you know, you've got good relationships with. And I remember just robbing this year seven kid outside of school just because he was there. He's the easiest target, I guess. Took his phone, made him lie on the, like proper humiliated him. Um, and then went about my business. Like I didn't even think anything of it. 
And uh, I can't remember where I stayed or what happened, but all I know is that in the next 24 hours, the, his family had found out who I was and where I lived and was outside my house, basically, um, and was threatening my mom, my little sister, and had, I think, my god sister there. And uh, yeah, like they just, it, from that day, it was just like, as I said before about the whole compounding of behavior and outcomes, like small little things that you think are so minor, they just blow up into massive things when you when you're not aware of the the choices that you've made, and yeah, like I just ended up with this this older brother and this family after me for robbing their younger brother, and it just followed me until basically I, I came face to face with the with the brother at a party. He he was outside, and these same friends were kind of laughing like he was outside and trying to get me. But when I went outside, I just pleaded for my life. I just said, look, I'm not, I'm not about this life, you know. Like, I just, I, I, I'm sorry for robbing your brother. And he, he, I want to say he forgave me, but he, he didn't do anything to me at that point. Um, and, but there was loads of other little choice, loads of other little situations. So many, I could, I could be here forever, but it just sucked me in. And, and once you're in that world and you're dressing like the people, you're wearing your drop downs, you've got, you know, um, you're, you're rapping, you're, you're smoking weed, like you're just sucked in, like that becomes your identity. You feel like you're at home, but really it's not the place for you. So join us next time when Amani tells us about how he hit rock bottom and completely turned his life around. Here's a snippet. Um, and this person then introduced me into the drug dealing business. He basically said, do you want to make some money? And I said, yeah, uh, my family don't care about me. So I'm going to just do what I need to do. And he said, all right, cool. Let's just pack your bag and come with me he introduced me to this older, older person. And, um, he basically took me up to Peterborough to County lines and gave me this little trap phone, little, little drug dealer line and said, look, when this rings, you ask them if they want heroin or if they want crap cocaine. And this is what you're about. This is what you're going to do. Thanks for listening. New episodes are available every Tuesday. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on iTunes as it will help the show to grow. Finally, The Good Man, exploring economics and the spirit, is available on audible.com now. If it's your first book, it's free. Thanks for listening and stay blessed. Stay blessed.